Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, here we are, hour number three on a Monday in the Northland, uh, Martin Luther King Day. And speaking of that, <laughs> I made a mistake this morning. I was uh, I, I have a doctor's appointment on Friday afternoon after the show, and uh, so I have to have my blood test uh, or blood checked by then. So I ran over to the VA hospital uh, to have the uh, have the clinic do my blood test today. And got there, and there was nobody there. And then I realized what was going on. It was Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to have, don't, there's no mail delivery today. The banks are closed. Uh, with the weather the like it is, though, in the Northland, with the wind chills the way they are, is there going to be much of a uh, Martin Luther King per, uh, oh, sure. march or whatever they? Yeah. Usually they have a march every year. Oh, they will. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, boy, I didn't get the details on it. I thought 1 o'clock was a start time, but don't quote me on that. I'll look into it. And, okay. Uh, you know, Brad, um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is today, like you mentioned. It's usually the third, well, it is. It's held on the third Monday of January, and today just happens to be also his birthday. He was born January fifteenth, oh, wow. 1929. In Atlanta, yeah, and Martin Luther King Jr. Day was first observed on January 20th of 1986. Okay. I didn't think I it, was it was that. about that. I, I, I thought it was later, but okay, 1986, and Ronald Reagan was, uh, he signed it into law, if you will, but yeah. Now, wait a minute. A Republican signed that into law? Oh, yeah, Reagan was the happen. president at the yeah. time. Now, it wasn't yes. a federal holiday at first. No. But it has since no, become it that. It was just a but, commemoration uh, day. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, sadly, Martin Luther King Jr. was gunned down, assassinated, uh, Brad, on April 4th, 1968. He was 39 years old. My goodness. Now, did that happen in Atlanta, or where, where was that? Dude? No, wasn't it, uh, was it Memphis or... Was it? Okay. And I wasn't sure. I knew it was in one of the southern cities, but I, I kind of had forgotten. I, I know it was outside of a hotel or motel, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Memphis, was, Tennessee. Yeah. Yes, sir. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just to bring you uh, up to date on the latest polling on the Democratic side, by the way, it, who is this Marianne Williamson? Well, yeah, she's the is Democratic. Uh, she's a, a gal that was... Remember, she was uh, she was part of the campaign uh, to back in well when Biden was first nominated. Yeah, um, is she like a book author or something? Yes, she yeah. is an author, supposedly a popular author. I didn't even know she was running for president, but she is. And Real Clear Politics is saying in their latest poll that on the Democratic side, Joe Biden has the support of about 70% of the Democratic operatives, followed by Marianne Williamson uh, that has uh, is polling at 8%, and then Dean Phillips at 3%. But now that may change uh, when uh, this uh, Ackerman gives him this million dollars tomorrow that he'll use for campaign ad. It may get more exposure for him, but... The uh, 
that that's where the numbers stand right now. Despite this, Ackerman thinks Phillips is worth hitching his wagon to, saying if he does well in New Hampshire, he has a chance of beating Biden. Those numbers are only going to get worse as he ages. In other words, as Biden continues to slow down and get aged, it's going to become very difficult to support him. See, Brad, See, I, the, uh, I just yes. wanted to check the MLK events today in Duluth, just so uh, we yeah. get this right here. And I should have gone to our website because that's where I found it. Okay. Dave Strandberg posted this uh, earlier this morning. So the event here in Duluth uh, started at 1030, and they did walk to the deck. The uh, oh, family, they did. Okay. yeah, yeah, and the uh, rally at the deck began at noon, and it was open to everyone. There may still be some lingering about there, but uh, that event has started and probably wrapping up now. Um, Superior, uh, their MLK Day celebration will begin today at 3 p.m. at the public okay. library in Superior. Um, but go online and, and look up all the details. Excuse me, because uh, I don't have all those details here. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, okay. uh, the event here in Duluth uh, pretty much wrapped up at 3 o'clock in Superior Martin Luther King event. Very good. Yep. Well, this uh, the situation in uh, Iceland is getting worse and worse. I don't know if you noticed over the weekend, yesterday, Sunday, local time, they were hit with an intense a number of earthquakes uh, beginning at about 3 a.m. local time on Sunday. By about 6 a.m. local time, they had had more than 200 earthquakes with a magnitude 3.5 being the strongest recorded. Lava was flowing and it flowed into the town of Grindavik, destroying homes on the outskirts of town. And they showed a video this morning where they were using earth movers to try to shore up uh, big mounds of dirt to direct the lava away from the town. But the lava had actually entered Grindavik, uh, Iceland, and had destroyed a number of homes in, the, in and around that area. Uh, so this thing is is continuing to uh, grow uh, in its intensity. Lava explosions are seen near residential buildings in the southwest Iceland town. Uh, seismic activity had intensified overnight, and residents of Grindavik were evacuated. Uh, one woman said that she had gone to bed at like 1 a.m. Nothing had been happening then, but she was woke up around 4 a.m., uh, with the uh, loud uh, sounds, sirens going off. And she, when she checked her cell phone, she received alerts on evacuating immediately from the area. The volcanic eruption began just north of Grindavik, Iceland, on Sunday, sending lava flows about 1,400 feet from the coastal homes. So this is, uh, this is going to get uh, increasingly worse, I think, as time goes on. It seems like there's a massive uh, volcano that uh, I don't know if it's has the potential to erupt or if it's uh, just going to have this lava flow that's going to continue on until it hits the ocean. Um, on on the local front, um, there there's, I'll tell you what, there's some crazy things going on down in Minneapolis and St. Paul area. There, um, over the weekend, there was a postal worker uh, who was robbed on Minneapolis, in Minneapolis, a number of robberies have taken place of people demanding, or one particular person uh, 
using uh, firearms to confront postal workers trying to deliver mail and uh, demanding that they turn over their uh, keys to the mailboxes. Uh, you know, where you see in, in some areas around town, they have mail drop boxes where the postal carriers will go open them up, take the mail out that's going to be delivered into a certain neighborhood, and then they'll organize it and deliver it to the neighborhood. Well, a St. Paul man is facing federal charges in connection to two armed robberies of postal employees in Edina and Brooklyn Center uh, in November. Charges uh, say his ankle monitor data helped place him at the scene. Yeah, that's right. He's a long-term criminal, and he was—he uh, has an ankle monitor that puts out his location about every second or third minute so that pe- people can keep track of him. A guy's name is Robin David Adams. <clears throat> He's been charged with two counts of assault and attempting to robbery while putting a person's life in jeopardy with the use of deadly weapons. And you know, this is, you know, you try to rob a postal worker, that is a federal offense. And that gets you big time federal time. So uh, he tried to take keys away from them for uh, the postal boxes. The first post office man that was robbed simply turned his key over to his vehicle when the guy demanded the mailbox keys. He gave him the keys to his vehicle, and uh, that seemed to suffice the guy. But the guy then learned that he didn't, he wasn't able to get in the mailboxes. That's where he was looking for cash checks, any kind of financial instruments that he could get out of the boxes. But he is now being held in, uh, uh, has been arrested and being held on robbery for both the Brooklyn Center and Edina pieces. Uh, they pieced together the information and items found in his vehicle and that eventually led them to identify Adams as the suspect in the robberies. And as I said, he had an ankle bracelet on uh, so they could use the data off the ankle bracelet to put him in exact location where the two robberies took place. So he's now being held on federal charges of uh, trying to rob postal service. Not very smart. Say, we've got Dan from Wrenchall on the line. Dan, uh, good afternoon to you. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Brad, you know, and and I'll talk really fast here because I know I have to. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's two parties now when we have to realize that we have the trump party and then we have the deep state party and the deep state party is the one that wants everything to be the same and and they want to make a lot of money off of war and different things and uh our friend nikki haley is a is promoted by the deep state we need to realize that she's not a friend of the trumpsters well, she so, is being supported, Dan, and you know that as well as I do. She's being supported by a political pack, which is uh, not very strong conservative people. In fact, they're more middle of the road, uh, like you say, business type uh, organizations yeah. that want to see themselves enriched. They were talking about her on Tucker, and uh, it was very revealing, and I and I'm I'm sad that at one point you were kind of hoping she would be a good uh, candidate, and I'm sure you no longer feel that way. But uh, we have to realize that the Democratic and the Republican Party 
are not the way they used to be. Now we have the Trump Party and we have the Deep State Party or the Swamp Babies. You know, the ones, the po- po- politicians that want to stay in power because they're getting rich off the blood of the Americans and the taxpayers. And we have to support Trump because it's the only way we're going to beat this. It's the only way it's going to change. And it's the only way we're going to get save our country. You know, it's, you know, I got to say, Dan, I am amazed at your transition over the years that I have known you. (laughs) There there was a time there was a time I thought you were a, a, a diaper doper baby leftist from the word go. But, boy, you have really changed your, uh, well, I, your philosophy on things. I'm still for clean air and clean water. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we don't have I air to you. breathe and water to drink, we're dead. You know, yep. <laughs> that's true. We have to protect that. And I know down south you can't drink the water, but you can breathe the air right now. And uh up north yeah, here, when we, we could... were when we were in Florida those ten years, we never drank the water. We no. unfortunately we drank bottled water, and now it's coming out that bottled water is not always the best thing to drink either. Thanks a lot, Brad. All right, thank you. Thanks, Dan. Uh, no, as far as as far as what is happening on a national basis, uh, I'm going to get into this uh, when we come back from our first break here because this might be a big year of change all the way down the line. So we'll talk about that a little bit when we come back. But let's go to our first break here on our number three on a Monday in the Northland, 610 KDAL. KDAL time is 125, and uh, we do have sunshine. Uh, we do have cold air. As a matter of fact, we've got zero in Canal Park at the Army Corps of Engineers, zero. And with the winds kicking at about 15 miles an hour, out of the uh, southwest, uh, what does that turn into? We're about 20 below at the wind chill in Canal Park. Okay. okay. Minus 20. That's chill. It's very chilly. And this is going to stick with us for a couple of days, right? Uh, yeah. We're going to be cold for the rest of the week, pretty much. Uh, maybe not as severe as today in the coming days, but cold nonetheless. This morning, Brad, Ely, Minnesota, 17 below on the air temp. They had a minus. 39 at Ely this morning, so a lot of cold air out there. Officially, the National Weather Service in Duluth, 14 below this morning. Duluth saw a wind chill this morning of minus 37. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, Kenny, um, so the story I was going to give you, this might be... You know, many times there are years like a presidential election year when not only do things happen that changes the parties in the that hold the presidency, but a lot of times it, people look at it as maybe time to change in general. <clears throat> the latest pollster questions that have been coming out have had some interesting sidelights to them. Real Clear Politics said that uh, they've, there's been generic questioning that has been done politically in different sources where they ask the electors, uh, if Congress were to be held, if the election for Congress were to be held today, would you vote for the Democratic candidate or for the Republican candidate? It is a basic measure of party strength as the next election approaches. The generic ballot question is also a weirdly volatile. In other words, it can shift more than one would expect. 
uh, and it can make a difference depending upon how quickly, uh, you know, events happen in the political realm. Not only in the political realm, but they happen very quickly in the radio realm as well. (laughs) And I will show you how quickly that happens when I tell you that we have Sean on the phone with us from from Phil's Garage Door Service. And you know, Sean, I knew you were going to be on this hour, and I was I was just thinking, when it gets this cold, I think we've talked about that before, it seems like everything works so much stiffer and so much slower. Is it the same with garage doors? And is it not not necessarily that anything's broken? It's just that the temperatures make it seem like it's just not working quite right? Yeah, well, I don't like quite right either when it's this cold. <laughs> So, no, but none, but you're, you're right, and in this cold temperature, kind of there's can give a false because everything squeaks and groans more, and sure. you know, so you, you think, oh, oh, something's wrong, and when there really isn't, it's just the cold temperatures. But you know, it doesn't hurt to be to be safe and sorry. So if you're hearing weird noises from a garage door, um, you know, to, to give us a call so we can at least inspect it and make sure everything is safe and operational. Correct. Point. Well, because also, Sean, things can break when it gets real cold like this, too. I mean, that that does happen. It puts a lot more stress on equipment. Absolutely, yes. Or freezing down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything is... So, so if you're if you've had some ongoing situations where your door has been functioning kind of sticky and sliding up and down with without much, uh, you know, w- with what seems like a heck of a lot of effort to make it go up and down, it might be time to have it checked. And you can do that simply by calling Phil's Garage Door at two one eight five two five seven six five four. That's five two five seven six but Sean you guys you guys have been in business since the early 90s and I know that you're you do installations of doors but you also do uh, all the service work that might uh, take place with a garage door system not only for personal garages at home but also for businesses that rely upon their garage doors going up and down uh, yes. your, your your company is veteran owned and union operated so you're there working 24 hours a day, seven days a week to make sure people's garage doors go up and down when they're supposed to go up and down. Absolutely, and, and I'm glad you pulled that point out. And, um, you know, we are here 24 hours a day, but the best part about it is is 24 hours a day a live person answers the phone. Um, so See, if you do have an emergency. That's, yeah, uh, you know, that's you really important. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah, you when your garage door is down and it won't go up, you don't want to call a, a number and have them say, uh, we're not here right now, but leave us a message and we'll get back to you when we get around to it. No. <laughs> no, yeah. no, not here. Yeah, you talk to 24-7, uh, 365 days a year, there's a live person that answers our phone. So, Because, uh, again, we know it, it, it's a, a garage door is probably the most um, – forgotten part of maintenance in a house and you just you know take it for granted you know and until oh, it breaks, yeah. and it always breaks when it's the worst time so oh. that's why that's why we're here well trained there you are you spend a lot there of time training 
service is their uh, slogan, and they do it good, and uh, they've been doing it well since 1994, making sure that yours, whether it's a personal residential door or commercial garage doors, the repairs are always done, the installations are done. And now, you can go to their website, philsgaragedoor.com, and get a lot of information there, too. But if you've got a service problem and you need it handled right away, make sure you have that phone number handy, 218-525-7654. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate Thank your you. time, as always, and look forward to talking to you again. So there's a new uh, website uh, that is going to be la- has been launched, uh, Duluth City Councilor Eric Forsman has launched what he's calling the Duluth Download. Have you heard about this? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, this is uh, popping up on some of the news uh, outlets here. He'll be uh, talking all things council and politics within the city, allowing him to dive deeper into topics that people may not see on the news or on social media. And he goes on to say here, now this is a story from Dan Hanger, so this is Fox 21. And uh, Dan is quoted as saying, just this last meeting, we bought three new pieces of equipment related to sewers and one related to snow plowing. And that's the type of thing that just doesn't elevate to being in the news. And the price tag on those things are pretty extraordinary. So I think it's educational for folks to see what the city is up to and to get a little glimpse behind the curtain not that you can't come to a city council meeting or uh, check it out online. I added that part. Uh, and learn all this stuff for yourselves. But uh, yeah, they're busy, uh, and he understands people are busy. But again, this website uh, is uh, going to help just provide additional information and uh, another way that people can gather information about what's going on in the city council. Duluth Download. Now, Kenny, am I right in assuming? Well, I think I've read this that Forsman is the is the guy that the mayor has chosen will be his step in fill in while he may be on military yes. duty if he yes. gets activated, moved around. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, and because, that's that's smart. Well, that's it is smart. because Roger's still active. Yes. And uh, yes, he's, he is. You know, he's still in the military. He could be activated. He does have guard requirements that he has to fulfill. He's, I think, a lieutenant commander in the Navy. Um, so he's 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 obviously aware that he can he can fulfill both duties. But while he steps away for a few days for training or a couple of days, whatever it is for commitments, he's got to have somebody uh, that's there, willing and able and ready to fill yes. in. And Forsman yes. would be the good guy to do it's, it. It's it's like okay. me to you. I'm here to tell you it's time to go to CBS News. There we go. However, and sometimes we you, go. you do let me know from time to time. Yes, sometimes I let you know, but usually you let me know. All right, thanks, Kenny. We'll be back right after this. KDAL time is 143 below in Duluth. Uh, wind chills, uh, pretty stiff winds coming out of the west, so wind chills are going to be hovering right around 20 below right now. Uh, we saw some pretty uh, cold wind chills this morning, uh, approaching minus 40, but certainly in the mid-30s <laughs> below. Yeah. Uh, now, right now in Eveleth, minus 6. That might be the warmest part of the day right now, 6 below in Eveleth, and then you're going to get cold again tonight, maybe 13 below in Eveleth, and then tomorrow... Still below zero, maybe two below tomorrow for the high. 
and you'll finally get above zero on Wednesday, but not much, yeah. uh, two or three no. above on Wednesday. But it's going to stay cold. It's going to stay uh, blustery. And uh, we're just dealing with, uh, oh, we're in the uh, the, the uh, dog days <laughs> of winter. Right. That's right. Just the dog days of winter. Exactly. Even the dogs don't like this weather. Rebel goes oh, no. out and oh. does his business. He turns around. He runs back to the house. Yep. We bought booties for nutmeg. Oh, Oh, she hates them. She just hates them. <laughs> it's like she's stepping on broken eggs or something. Yeah. <laughs> she just hates them. She'll go out there and bite on them and try to rip them off. But but you're right. She goes out, squats, get it done, and then runs right back. Now, the coldest weather, the coldest air, rather, this morning, the National Weather Service found a minus 37 at Rocky Boy, Montana. That's in the... Uh, Reservation there, uh, Rocky Boy Reservation in Montana. That's pretty. That's far north, up by Haver, Montana, in the central, north central part of the state of Montana. Nothing quite that cold here in Duluth or in Minnesota, really. We saw 21 below at some locations. Cabtogama. There were some other uh, weather observers that saw 21 below. Yeah. So, yeah. Say, I got to ask you uh, on on a hockey related incident. We, we have the Wild on radio again. I think tonight, right there, aren't they? Wild the- tonight on seven ten a.m. Uh, five o'clock. They're going to take on the New York Islanders. Okay, so so what is really wrong with them? I mean, I know there's been a lot of injuries, but I've noticed something else. Our general manager, our GM has been kind of absent without leave. Is there something going on with him? or? Well, there was some stuff that... going on that came out of the news uh, that was going on with the GM and um, other people within his uh, his office, and he just kind of fell out of, uh, out of the, um, the uh, public eye, if you will. I don't yeah. know if that's by design or not. I don't know if that's all been resolved. I think it has. Well, the the assistant GM was fired, right? Was let go. But well, but it seems like he had been very visible and was always trying to work on something, get something going. I'll tell you what this team needs right now. It needs to get some of these guys that were uh that were you know, laid up, banged up, back. It looks like Krill is going to be okay. He's moving very well. But we need a goon. You know what I mean? Oh, we goon. need a guy like that guy we had last year. That if somebody goes after Krill and spears him in the ribs again, that this guy just turns loose on him and said, "Don't do that." Yeah, you know, I don't. Here's here's why. I'm going to have to beat the snot out of you. Yeah, I don't know if we've got. Uh, I mean, we've got some tough guys on this team, but. Not like not like the guy we lost. Defensively, what, name? Yeah. Uh, what what do you mean? The guy we lost to injury? Well, we or? had a guy last year. We had a we had a guy last year that was our goon guy that the general manager brought Reeves, in. Reeves, 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 yes. Yeah, but there's some other guys. And we on lost this. him. Yeah, well, yeah, he you know signed somewhere else. He signed with Toronto. I'm not sure how yeah. well he's doing there right now, but uh, I don't know where the Minnesota Wild rank in the oldest. You know the age, the aging teams, if you will. But well, they uh, got to be. There's, there's I mean, a we've few got a guys. Pretty that old goalie. There, yeah. We've got some other guys yeah. that are getting up there in age, and they've been around a while. Um, you know, I don't know how long we can hold in this uh, uh, Parisi uh, Sutter uh, 
um, contract is, issue. Is it just one more year? Is this I think the it last is. year that we're going to pick up? But there's a lot of, of bad their... teams in the NHL that aren't dealing with that. It's just, so who do you blame? Well, you blame the GM. You blame the person that's yeah. trying to assemble this team on on the ice. And I, I don't know how long um, Leopold holds out until he does something with Garen, but uh, this is Garen's team that's on the ice. But he was always out there. He was always visible, always talking about things. And all of a sudden, when that controversy, whatever it was, came up, boom. He's like, like you said, he's disappeared. Yeah. I don't oh, well, know. It's, anyway. it's, it's disturbing. And they had a player-only meeting after that loss to Arizona, 6 to nothing. But Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, that there, was... There's there's something deep going on here with this team. When you, I mean, they came out, they weren't playing that well at the start of the season. Okay. No. And then things kind of fell apart. They fired the coach. Changed the coach. The new coach comes better. on, and he yeah. and the team is winning and doing well. And now they've gone back into this terrible funk, and this is just, it's bizarre. Now, it might be, like you say, it might be some heavy old legs that are just not... Here's what I would say this. if I was the coach. If okay. I see any of you players in the slot, close to the goalie, with a wide-open uh, shooting lane, and you pass it, you will be I'm fined you. and sent down to Iowa. <laughs> oh, that bugs me. Yeah, Johansson is the worst. Enough. He's in a shooting position, and he passes the puck. <laughs> you know, you would think there would be some changes that we could make, like this number four, this defensive man we got, the guy, Merrill. Oh, my God, is he bad. Well, there you he go. Is, he is bad. we got to find – there's got to be somebody that's better young yeah. legs than him. So, oh, yeah. well, anyway – it's only because I love watching them. It's a good outlet, so it has nothing to do with what's going on today. But anyway, today, I want to finish the story up real quick, and I know that we're, uh, are we into our time when, now when we need to get to get our Minnesota news break? I think so. Yeah, we can go any time on this. What do you got on the docket? Well, let me just, let me just finish this up real quick. This, uh, this poll that was out, Rasmussen poll, says 10 months ahead of the 2024 election, Republicans have a nine-point lead as they seek to maintain their narrow House majority. So that's a good position, but it does, it's a solid nine-point lead, which at least at this point is a good thing. But these days, a significant Republican margin 10 months out from the election might not mean little or nothing, so they've really got to stay on top of it. But it is a good indication right now on Rasmussen that uh, uh, it looks like they're going to be able to maybe hold the, the House of Representatives, and they need to do that. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll take our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back with more here on the Monday edition of uh, Sound Off on 610 KDAL. KDAL time is one fifty-two. National Weather Service in Duluth. We're chilly. Uh, we do have sunshine, so they got that going for us. Minus three at the National Weather Service in Duluth. Superior at the Bong Airport, zero. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you, you watch what is going on politically around the country, and it, it seems like 
something is either happening with Trump or uh, or the people that are against Trump. Here's a here's a story that came out this morning that might make some of you smile a little bit. A guy by the name of John Castro, who's a 37 year old man from Texas, who has been actively engaged in challenging former President Trump's qualifications to appear on the ballot in various states, was arrested last week on federal tax charges. The charges against him include 33 counts of aiding uh, the preparation of false tax returns. Now, our guy wouldn't do that. Prosecutors allege that he ran a virtual tax preparation business that defrauded the government by providing customers with inflated tax returns beyond what they were actually owed. According to tax documents, Castro would offer customers a significant higher refund than what they could receive from other tax preparers. He would also promise to split the additional refunds with them in order to achieve these large refunds. Castro would actively generate false deductions without the taxpayer's knowledge. The prosecutors claimed that Castro submitted false tax forms on behalf of his clients, totaling almost $30,000 in fake claims. The arrest of Castro come as a result of an undercover sting operation. So here's a guy that's been actively trying to keep Trump off the ballot in a number of cases and found out that he uh, is now owes the IRS over $700,000 in deficiencies because of his uh, lying and fraudulently reporting uh, returns. So uh, it, it it's... Uh, a weird world we live in. By the way, you're starting to see more and more migrants leaving New York City now. New York has been flooded with migrants. You know where a lot of them are coming, though, according to a story in the Minneapolis Star Tribune? They're coming to Minnesota. It turns out Minnesota is like the third destination uh, that people, of uh, migrants coming to this country, love to come to. Minnesota is is a mecca for illegal immigrants coming into this country. And if they can't make it in New York, yeah, they can just try to make it here in Minnesota, I guess. Anyway, we're going to have to keep an eye on that one, in, including uh, one. Um, uh, I'm not even going to get into that one. I don't want to get have enough time to even do it. But, um, you know, this whole situation with Israel and the war against Hamas is, uh, and I know I'm going off on another tangent here, but this needs to be brought up. Is This is the uh, the White House said Sunday, uh, you know, I think uh, the White House, Joe Biden and his administration is getting a little soft on Israel. They said on Sunday that it's the right time for Israel to scale back its military offensive in the Gaza Strip as Israel leaders again vowed to press hard with their operations against the territories ruling Hamas militant groups. And in fact, Sunday, Israel warplanes struck targets in Lebanon following Hezbollah's missile attacks that killed two Israeli citizens, an older woman and her adult son in northern Gaza. So, Things are not changing much over there. Benjamin Netanyahu has come out again over the weekend and said, we're not going to scale back our operations against Hamas. 
we're going to stay hard and focused against Hamas until they are completely cleared out of the Gaza area. And then there has to be an acceptable program, an acceptable uh, group of people to turn over the control of Gaza to. And uh, he is saying now that it looks like Israel maybe is going to have to stay involved somehow in that organization, uh, some uh, some way or another to make sure that Hamas or some other uh, Iranian-backed militant organization doesn't come back in and take over. But uh, it's... Uh, I think we're getting conceivably close to a situation that's uh, almost untenable between the two wars, that war and the Ukrainian war. Uh, Russia is putting more and more effort onto the Ukrainians, and at some point something's going to have to give there, and it looks like Russia is more capable of keeping the tension up than is the Ukraine, although Ukraine does have some support from some of the European countries. Um, look, tomorrow morning when we come back, folks, we are going to get into the results from the uh, Iowa caucuses. We will have uh, some reports on that, and we'll have a little bit more of an indication if if the strong support that he that Donald Trump has been getting in Iowa has been uh, solely justified, maybe even more so. You know, the numbers may come out even stronger in his favor, depending upon how many people show up at the caucuses tonight because of the wind and, and cold conditions. But uh, but we will get into that tomorrow morning when we come back here on 610 with uh, more sound off. Uh, in the meantime, I hope you all stay warm. Uh, keep yourselves uh, keep yourself cozy and uh, watch and see what happens. Uh, there is a playoff game again tonight. And I did notice this that uh, in Duluth, the uh, coffee makers, I'm not going to call them baristas. I don't know what that even means. The coffee makers at Starbucks uh, out on Woodland Avenue have unionized, have have taken a vote to unionize with a number of other locations around the country. And uh, so it's typical of what is happening. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow with more Tuesday edition of Sound Off right here on 610 KDAL. So stay warm and stay comfortable.